0: I am really excited to introduce our guest today, Carol Valone-Mitchell, co-founded Talent Strategy Partners, a talent management consulting firm way back in 2001. She has worked with numerous Fortune 500 companies to identify and develop leaders who can build and nurture the right workplace culture and drive results. She received her doctorate in organizational behavior from the University of Pennsylvania, where she developed the Women's Leadership Blueprint, a behavioral profile for success, which is something that I hope that we'll be talking about today. She uses this expertise in her 20 years of leadership development experience as a go-to speaker for companies and professional associations. Her passion and success lie in helping women in all fields step up to lead and succeed. And she is the author of a book called Breaking Through Bitch, How Women Can Shatter Stereotypes and Lead Fearlessly. Welcome, Carol.
1: Hi, Ed. Thank you.
0: Thank you for being here. We're really excited to chat with you. And while I just gave everybody a in-depth background of you, I certainly would love to hear a little bit more about yourself and your background and what has really led you to do the work that you're doing today. Um, sure.
1: Uh, I, um, you know, as you mentioned, I founded Talent Strategy Partners almost 20 years ago uh, with two other principals from a large consulting firm and we um we stepped out to create our own business because we wanted to focus on talent management and particularly on helping companies to develop leaders within their own company Um, and that's that's really the sweet spot of my work which As I studied for my PhD, I wanted to, I was looking at gender differences in leadership behaviors, and that was, I I just developed a passion around that because I could see that what it took to be successful um, as a woman in corporate America was different than for men. And I just wanted to speak to that because clearly there are women that are successful out there. And I have a skill that I'm able to look at a successful group of people and tease out what the behavioral themes are. So that's what I did for the Women's Leadership Blueprint. And my background is as a scientist. I was a molecular biologist before I switched careers. So I, I really am a researcher at
0: heart. Well, great. And you know, when you think about the work that you've done, first of all, we could talk for hours about the ideas of talent management and women in the workplace and bravery at work, et cetera. You know, I'd love to start with your book, Breaking Through Bitch. And you know, I'd love to hear a little bit about your choice of the title, because I think when I think of the word bitch, uh, it evokes emotion right, for people and i think it probably took a little bravery on your part to even include that i could be wrong but include that in your title can you tell us a little bit about your your title choice
1: um i sure can and i did i i lost about two nights sleep over it Um, (laughs) i had gathered a small group of women who were friends and colleagues and clients Uh, after work, glass of wine, I explained what my book was about and I was looking for a title. And so after about an hour of conversation, one of the women had said breaking through bitch and everyone went silent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, just, you know, it was, I almost felt like the entire room went silent. Um, and I thought, wow, um, and then the more I thought about it, I really was talking about there's this label put on women who are strong leaders often. Um, they'll be, I mean, they'll just, people will talk about them as, as being a bitch. And, um, and this book was really about how do, you, how do you be a strong leader without getting this label put on you? And so um, it just seemed to fit. But yeah, it did take bravery to go with it. I was nervous about it. and But the more I talked to people, I just kind of tested it out with a variety of people. And they were like, yeah, that's exactly right. I had one person say, oh, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a man, actually. There you go. Yeah, it was a chief medical officer in a client. Um, who uh, who I, you know, really, really liked. Um, But he kind of spun around and said, don't do that, you know. But I I did it anyway.
0: (laughs) Well, good for you. And I applaud that action because I would tell you as a male employee in corporate America for 25 years, I have reported to female bosses. Mm -hmm. And while I can't remember the specifics, you know, going back that many years, I can guarantee you that at some point we referred to her as a bitch yeah. or being bitchy or joking with the guys about being bitchy. Right. I mean, it is yeah. a word that is very uh, used in workplaces, but quietly, right. We don't stand up in a meeting and say it, but behind closed doors and behind people's backs, that is how we oftentimes refer to female leaders.
1: Uh, yeah. I and mean, you know, uh, the, the, I guess the truth is that by putting it as a title on my book, it, it's really calling it out. And, and what's been surprising and interesting to me is the support I've gotten from men applauding the fact that I called it out.
0: Yeah, I think it has to be called out. And I think we can only make progress if we start with honesty And if we pretend we don't say it or have never said it, right? Yeah. Oh, I've never used that word, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we'll never make the type of progress that individuals like yourself who are doing research in this particular area need and want us to make. So again, I applaud that, uh, that effort. How about the Women's Leadership Blueprint? So I'm not sure if you wrote the book because you already had the blueprint or if it came out as part of the research. Can you tell us a little bit about the Women's Leadership Blueprint. And of course, I'm most interested about where bravery might show up uh, within the. I think there's nine competencies that you look at. But you know, first, tell us a little bit about the blueprint and where it came from.
1: Um, yes, um, the origins of the Women's Leadership Blueprint uh, came from my dissertation research, which, uh, as I said, I was looking at gender differences in leadership behavior, and I. Um, as a graduate student, although I was, I, I took some time off um, during this research so that I could just be out there as a student, I got access to very high profile men and women. Um, and I did behavioral event interviews and looked at the behavioral themes. So what I did is I created um, uh what are the themes for the women, what were the themes for the men and made a comparison. So that's kind of the origin, well, it is the origin of the Women's Leadership Blueprint. But when I actually put pen to paper with the intention of creating a book that was non-academic, I did additional research with just women. Um, At the executive level, I still got access to some pretty powerful women. And, um, and I, I worked more on that model that I had begun to create back during my dissertation. So, so it evolved as I continued the research and as I was writing, because of course, um, at least for me, I sometimes, it, it helps formulate my thoughts when I actually write it out or type it out in this case. And that's, that's how, I mean, with the book, it really required me to, um, to get very concrete around what this was about. And, and quite frankly, even, even naming the book what, what I did helped me focus on what this was about. It was about, the model is really about how women make people feel comfortable with them as a leader and as a woman they don't didn't de- they don't deny their femininity if you will they don't push down good quality characteristics that are as- associated with being feminine so that was really eye opening to me as i thought about breaking through bitch well you know they're balancing our expectations of them as a leader and as a woman so it's, it's why there are some women who they try to act like men, and it's like nails on a chalkboard, because as soon as you are presenting yourself, you are a woman, that is who you are. And if you leave that part of yourself behind, it just comes across as not authentic, it feels uncomfortable. So I thought those were some pretty valuable lessons that I was learning as I was writing the book.
0: Well, I have read your book, and I love your book. Thanks. So you're welcome and you know I just wanted to read off what the nine competencies are for the women's uh, leadership blueprint because I have a couple that I'd love to talk about as they may relate to bravery I don't know if they do but okay. the nine the nine competencies are achievement drive conceptual thinking confidence cultural and political savvy inspiring commitment persuasion self-development savvy strategic control and tempering assertiveness and as a reader the two that I thought, well, the one that I thought might relate most to bravery is confidence. I'm not saying I'm correct, but you know, of the nine, which one might relate most to bravery? Do any of them relate to bravery? You know, what role does bravery play in any of the nine competencies?
1: Yes, I think that um, I think you're right that the and it's the first competency chapter in the book. That I called uh, step up and hit it out of the park it's um, confidence and achievement drive and those are those are leadership competencies that are very uh, it, it they're very hard for a woman to demonstrate them the same way that men demonstrate them and the way women demonstrate them, I learned, was that they really make achievement and confidence a team sport. Um, they they really they engage other people in their pursuits, and that's the whole collaborative piece. It it offsets people's um, discomfort with the strong, ambitious female leader. When they involve people, when they're inclusive, it um, it balances out that strong drive to achieve. And so I think that it does involve bravery in the sense of, and for women, this is kind of contextual, you know, in a gender way. Um, for women, I mean, one of the things one of the things I worry about in being in in bringing people together um, to help me pursue a goal is that I I lose control. I lose the ultimate control, right? Um, and also the concern about and this and this even more so in an organizational setting. There's a lot of studies around this that women don't. Often get credit for the work, you know. They if they bring male colleagues in, the male colleagues get the credit, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is. I think it does take bravery to be confident and achievement driven. You have to know how to do it by bringing other people in, but that requ- that requires um, bravery and confidence to be able to know that you can manage that um, or at least try to manage that so that you get the credit that you deserve for, you know, your efforts. And also you learn a way of exerting control um, over situation where you've um, delegated or brought people in to work with you.
0: So when you look at women's leadership, Carol, and this might be a naive question, but when you look at women's leadership and the role of men and women in the workplace, has your research shown that there are truths that we experience that if we just knew more about and understood better, things would work better, right? Are people just in denial about the relationship between men and women in the workplace or the ability of women to lead that if they knew more and understood more, Things would be more stable.
1: I think that women's leadership characteristics, and specifically things like empathy, inclusiveness, uh, collaborativeness, interpersonal awareness, for a long time, those were not appreciated as uh, stellar leadership characteristics. That is changing, but. I think that culturally, and of course, even more so recently, culturally, those characteristics are now seen as important. Whereas even a year ago, um, a woman, well, anyone, uh, being collaborative or being inclusive, they're peers could sometimes see them as being indecisive, um, you know, not confident enough to to just take the bull by the horns and and do something, that they always had to check in with other people, um, that, um, you know, being empathetic, it means you're too soft. So I think that narrative has changed so much within this last year. I'm glad to say.
0: We're going to pause in our conversation with Carol Valone Mitchell and ask that you join us next week as we continue to talk with her about women's leadership and the role of bravery as it influences impacts and impacts women's leadership in the marketplace. Thanks again to our listeners and thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com. And or download and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple, Overcast, CastBox. We are everywhere. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.